The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics. Our usual suspect, Michael Dow, is on his way en route, probably slowed down by all the climate change activists between here and Boston, actually around the world. And um, Stacy is here covering uh, with the board extraordinaire and opinions from, did you say um, eat the rich? I can't remember what you're... Right, what I say. Yeah. <laughs> I generally say the eat the rich party, yes. And I'm the Republican, as all our listeners probably know at this point, Sue Timberlake. So... Small R Republican. Small R, yeah, like a real Republican. <laughs> anyway, original, <laughs> aboriginal Republican. And we have a special guest today, um, Ziggy Stardust Timberlake, who's visiting in the studio. So I don't know if he's going to have an opinion later or not. I think he's sleeping. So, Just for the kids at home who can't see, that is Sue's dog. Yeah. 105 years. Well, 15 years. Not. It's not. I know it's algorithmic, right? It's not seven <laughs> years times a, times 15. But weren't you just talking about math? I think you were. I was. Yeah. I was just talking about math, indeed. So I thought I'd just throw that in. But we um, we have a million things to possibly talk about today. And one of the big questions is, where in the world do we start? So I don't know if you wanted to start with um, that amazing clip that... Um, well, maybe we should frame it first. So there's been, was it the whistleblower issue? Yes. And um, in a nutshell, there was a complaint that should have been turned over to uh, the House Judiciary Committee for investigation, and the Trump administration is refusing to turn it over. And it's basically urgent and... Um, from all accounts, has been well vetted, but um, for some reason they're deciding not to share it with the House Judiciary Committee, which is driving them crazy, right? For some reason, giant air quotes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that all will probably be chased out in the next few months. Maybe there'll be impeachments. There may be hearings. Who knows? But um, we were talking before we came on the air about this amazing clip of a guy I used to like. <laughs> yeah. Rudy Giuliani. He was incredible prosecutor of crime in New York and then mayor. Well, you, and well, well you know, the, the Nobel disease, it's kind of like the politician's version of that, I think. Oh, okay. If you stay in it long enough, you become a little... Uh, once, you, once you've been deemed an expert in something, you then decide you're an expert in everything. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, well, if you're smart, I can see how you might, you know, think that you can just look it up on the Internet and then produce it. But so um, he was on the air, I think, is this with um, um, Chris, Chris Cuomo? Yeah. And I think that would be CNN then. Who I'm I'm not a fan of, but, yeah. you know. Well, this was a pretty good. <laughs> this is one of those interviews that's probably going to go down in history. Like um, the facts aren't always the facts. This one is right up there. I didn't know if you want to play it first or is that a good enough framing from your perspective? I just want to say my favorite ever, though, is still known unknowns and unknown unknowns. Oh, was that Ashcroft or Rum? Rumsfeld? No, that was Rumsfeld. Yeah. It's still my favorite. Yeah. Because he wasn't wrong, and yet, <laughs> <laughs> and yet. It's so revealing. Yeah, and he was talking about going into Iraq, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. So How soon we forget. Let's play just a little clip of this. Investigate Joe Biden. 
No, actually, I didn't. I asked the Ukraine to investigate the allegations that there was interference in the election of 2016 by the Ukrainians for the benefit of Hillary Clinton, for which there already is a court finding. You never asked finding. anything about Hunter Biden. You never asked anything about Joe Biden. The only thing I asked about Joe Biden is to get to the bottom of how it was that Lutsenko, who was appointed, right. dismissed the case against Antak. So you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden? Of course I did. You just said you didn't. No, I didn't. And that's pretty much all you need. <laughs> 30, uh, 30 seconds that will go down in history. Well, and, you know, it's it's just indefensible. I mean, here I am sitting here as a Republican who liked Rudy Giuliani and thought he was Everybody America's makes mayor. mistakes. It's okay. <laughs> well, and why did he go on the air to even talk about this? That's the other part that I don't quite get. But. Be- because he's been around Trump too long and he's lost all of his minds. I think I heard Trump also saying that he, he, he's smart enough to know that everybody's on those calls and other people would hear it. And um, all he's telling me there is that he's like number one on the moral scale where it's if you could get caught. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's mind-boggling, actually, the whole thing. And for Giuliani to basically admit that they were um, negotiating... You know, and some of the content is not out. It's it's really, you know, quite protected. There's a lot of speculation. And I don't really want to make the mistake of alleging something that's not the case. But I think the broad outline is that Trump was trying to hold up Ukraine's money in, right. in order to make them look into Biden's son, at, who, who was on the board of directors, I think, of a... Um, I think it's an oil company, isn't it, in the Ukraine, or it's an I, energy company? I think some, an energy company yeah, of some sort. Oil. I don't know, um, but I mean, we don't even need to talk about the the you know broader strokes. I just I just want to take a moment to talk about the fact that this is where we live now. Double speak. Where Rudy Giuliani, who is clearly, clearly, clearly just drowning all of the time is being pushed out into the media to continually defend the flank, (laughs) defend people by ratting them out. And I just don't understand how this keeps being a thing. Um, It's, it's very perplexing to me that it's almost like you say it loud enough and in public, it means it's not important anymore or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, remember when they played the Rodney King tape over and over and they said that the defense was doing that in the courtroom to desensitize, but to normalize it. Yeah. And we're, I guess we're susceptible to that. I don't know how you you have to not look at, um, was it Methuselah? I forget. Who was it with the snake head? Medusa. Medusa. Yeah. (laughs) You must not look because if you look, it's like, if you listen to the news, you're not going to know where you're, you know, where your rudder is anymore. I I just got cable. I think I've been telling you guys right. this. And uh, I used to watch it all the time. And there's just been a period here where I didn't have it. And I was left with C-SPAN in the major networks. And I can't watch it. It's it's like uh, John, I think, said, like being hit with a fire hose. Yeah. And it's, and it's breaking news of stuff that happened yesterday and, you know, very different sort of takes on what, what constitutes news. And to go on a major, um, it's not a network because it's cable, but go on a major network and... Um, a news network. A news network. And and have that kind of performance and not like just be drummed out of the administration. It's sort of amazing. 
it's just, I mean, the whole thing is a farce at this point. Like, it would be funny if it wasn't all of our lives in the balance. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just nothing going on that makes any sense anymore. Um, I mean, we just, and I think that's part of it too, is that there's just fatigue. Like, I get fatigued. I come home and watch two minutes. I have to go in the other room. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched, I haven't looked at anything or watched anything. The only reason I know anything about what happened this week is because there's a particular person who I follow, (laughs) no, who I follow on Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, And so uh, I follow uh, Pope Hat on Twitter. And that's the only way that I get some access to these things. So you get Uh, the headlines, really? Yep. Or just the the amusing jokes that are, you know. How hypocritical can this be? uh, And so, of course, uh, that is the the, uh, Twitter of a lawyer. Uh, He is a former uh, prosecutor, uh, U.S. attorney prosecution. uh, And um, Would you say it was Pope Hat? Pope Hat. (laughs) That is his that is his handle. How do you um, spell that? And P O P E H A T. Oh, okay. Okay. Like Pope Mobile. Um, yes, Pope like Pope Hat. Mobile, but Pat Pope Hat. <laughs> and in fact, uh that's the Twitter, but one of the lovely things he does is he's often he often changes his name for whatever scandal of the day it is. Um and so uh earlier in the week it was um oh god, I'm gonna forget now what it was. Um but I think the latest one was um media meltdown hat or something like that <laughs> oh okay I get and that. Yeah. so yeah um uh you know at some point i'm sure it was no collusion hat yeah you know uh so <laughs> that's very funny. and um and he's quite he's quite fun and he actually does uh some stuff around the president and um is he uh sarcastic did you show me one night i think you were showing me some of the some of the he's too. very sarcastic yeah and sort of <laughs> that's you cannot quite believe that people don't realize that he's just totally um, uh he's responding actually, to them in a yeah way that points out their deficiencies yes yes um he does a lot a lot around uh first amendment law uh, he writes a lot about First Amendment law. Um, he mostly really does. Actually. He mostly does uh, RICO cases, or as he likes to say, he does the RICO. Um, <laughs> but um, and he so, actually had a he had his uh, article reprinted recently about you know things that you think you know about the First Amendment, which are wrong. And then of course he got a flurry of responses of people saying, "No, you're wrong." <laughs> it's like. No, no, I'm not. I Reread promise. that amendment. Yeah. I promise. Um, Can you give an example of, I mean, and how does he defend, how is that related to RICO, that you have a First Amendment to be able to do X so they can't? Oh, no, I think it's just two the, different the, the, categories. Yeah, it's the, Sorry. The, the blog is, is very much uh, based on sort of First Amendment stuff. And, um, gotcha. and he does a lot of great work of uh, finding pro bono help for people who are being uh, attacked by SLAP. Uh, lawsuits, which are basically um, lawsuits that are filed by people in order to to stop to stop someone else from uh, suing them, or uh, for someone to stop people from talking about them. And so, even if you have a great First Amendment case, you still then have to pay money to a lawyer in order to defend yourself in order to win. And so that's what a slap so case still, is. Yeah, still need money. And so um, there are some states that have enacted anti-slap statutes. Massachusetts is not one of them. Um, and I so... I the bar has anything to do with that here. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. Yeah. 
That's but, a speculation. Um, that is not a fact. Yes. Uh, views and opinions. <laughs> um, and that was really a, more of a questioning than um, maybe a hypothesis. And so, um, but yeah, really interesting uh, blogger, really interesting Twitter. And uh, he's actually a small L libertarian, in fact. Oh, some of my favorite people are libertarians. Yeah. <laughs> So he's not a pinko commie lefty uh, like I am, but I appreciate his um, eruditeness. Well, it's nice that he's involved in the in sort of the defense of the Constitution and, and is out there in the social media world. Um, yeah. Sort of poking fun at people that don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And uh, basically, he is kind of a minor Twitter celebrity, uh, Internet celebrity. A lot of people enjoy reading him and a lot of people enjoy poking him oh, uh, by to see by, what happens. by showing him stories that are you know sad and depressing <laughs> so we were talking about giuliani in the in the you know the amazing oh and we got off onto a tangent about something completely <laughs> unrelated that never happens on this show but oh you haven't seen if he has anything to say if um pope hat has anything to say about um... oh oh yeah i'm sure he did um <laughs> He had a whole, I think he had a whole thread about it where he was like, so, you know, all of these things that were happening and, uh, yeah, sort of while you're looking that up to see if, what the, the latest is on that. Um, I have a funny angle on this, so I apologize to talk us, um, you may not be able to listen to me, but our listeners at home can hear, so I guess that's okay. Oh, uh, just, just, it's public meltdown hat. Oh, that's public meltdown hat. Okay. Yes. <laughs> How appropriate, yeah. Because our 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 balances of power are, uh, in some ways, stymied. The question for me is: Will Congress do? What will Congress be able to do, if anything, mm -hmm. given you know the court system and the time frame and people acting in executive roles that um, don't aren't following the law? So, so the funny angle on this I was going to give you is: um, I think the Trump campaign and my Republican Party. We're hoping to snatch Joe Biden in this net after mm -hmm. he was nominated. And that, in fact, this might be one for the Democrats because it's come out well before he's the nominee. And so it will be dealt with or it won't be, but it won't damage him later on um, yeah, as the yeah. nominee. But I think they were they were gearing. They weren't they just teeing this up, I think, probably to go after him after he was nominated. And the way they would go after him was the um, we talked about. Are we in good? Oh, yeah. uh, you're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP in Northampton, Massachusetts. Um, so the way they were teeing this up was from, this is speculation, mm -hmm. but they were hoping that they would force the Ukraine to do an investigation, you know, and then give them their aid money. And then they would use that information to show that Joe Biden interfered so that his son's company was yep. not investigated. But for that to be effective, it would have to come out in... It would have to be a Saturday night special. A Saturday October surprise or... Yeah. yeah. And so um, because the whistleblower managed to get something, I guess, to the Judiciary Committee, they were able to sort of at least start to get parts of it out in the press. And the Washington Post and I think the New York Times have been doing yeoman's duty on this, sort of fleshing it out. So every few hours there's another little tidbit that comes out that's alleged and supported by two people who supposedly know i mean who really knows what's what's right. happening so i think they just averted a trap 
the Democrats just averted a trap of their candidate. Yeah. And in in the process, they actually might have snagged the Trumpster. So. Yeah. I mean, I have... We we all know how I feel about Grandpa Joe. Uh, <laughs> and if you didn't, you do now. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether or not he did it. I wouldn't put it past him because he's a politician and that's what politicians From Delaware, do. Where all the credit um, card companies get all those amazing uh, yeah. deals. And everybody incorporates there because of the corporation law in, yep. in Delaware. So he, he likes that. He lives there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, but I have no, no speculation on that one way or the other. Yeah. I know nothing about it other than the fact that it is delightful to once again, see Rudy Giuliani on TV making an absolute, just, just, I don't even know what to say. Just making a clown of himself again. Yeah. Uh, and, but I think that, you know, there's sort of the contrapole idea of that, that we talked a little bit about is that if you put someone out there who is so obviously just unbalanced and unaware of what's that going on, that becomes the story. The content is lost. And, and it's a, it's an interesting sort of, is it contrapole, uh, uh, to try and do sort of these things. If you, if they really are playing, uh, uh, what is it? Three dimensional chess as yeah. everyone always used to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, you know, there's probably some people that that work for Trump that do, and there's lots of people that work for the Democrats that do, and you know that that think on that sort of level of when this needs to come out and how it drips yeah. out and and that whole process. It's, I I love politics as you know, but you know it's really because of the game theory of it. And yeah, some, it is quite horrifying. Well, on the other side, just so that we can balance out, uh, I was seeing some Twitter uh, responses to something that. Uh, Pete Buttigieg was saying uh, he has been kind of trying to hammer home this Republican talking point uh, at Elizabeth Warren and uh, especially oh, I think I missed this. It's at Elizabeth Warren currently uh, and also at Bernie Sanders. He was like, oh, you know, you're dodging the question of whether uh, middle class people would their taxes would go up oh. for universal health care. And the, the thing is, is that that's totally a Republican talking point. And it doesn't need to be, you know, he's like, oh, you're dodging it. No, she isn't. No, Did they I aren't. Did a media person say that to her too, maybe this week? Did somebody else echo Pete Buttigieg? I think, I know she was on uh, Stephen Colbert, which I didn't see. It was Stephen. Yep. I think it was Stephen. I, I, and I didn't see it, but it was like a replay on the morning news yep. or something. Yeah, I thought I saw that because I didn't see it with Pete. And I missed it. Oh, that's well, he, interesting. He was responding. He he yeah. added both of them uh, on Twitter and uh, was really, in, it was, uh, I just, you know, it felt a little bit. Um, this studio? Um, it felt uh, a little bit slimy, I'm just yeah. going to say. You and it's that Pete kind of. It. What about Stephen Colbert? Because we like him. Well, Stephen we? Colbert is doing it because uh, it's a legitimate question in if you don't you know if you're not trying to i mean i go back and forth i mean it's a legitimate question but it needs a more nuanced answer than you can do on a talk show at night yeah it's trying to get that answer that the that my party's going to use right in a in a soundbite and so you know because the answer is yes taxes will go up but taxes will go up less 
than what you'll be saving from not having to buy private insurance anymore. And in fact, one of the other good things, one of the other things about it is that it will also be secure insurance, which would allow us to pivot to another story from this week, Oh yeah, which is <laughs> the uh, GM uh, strikes. strikes. Where yeah, wasn't that a surprise? And what they did immediately was pull their uh, health insurance. And that part I missed, but we were talking about it before the show. Yeah. So they um, that was the response by GM. Yep. Now, see, that's interesting because COBRA protects you. Even if they lost their jobs, they'd have a year and a half of health insurance in this country. It's a federal law. So how they did that, I wonder. They Maybe they just did it to try and, you know how you can do things, but then you have to get sued and then it gets restored. Right. Yeah. Um, or it may be simply that they decided maybe they're self-insured because those yeah. those plans are often exempt from ERISA, which is yep. the the law that guides guides all this stuff in all the states. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to look that up and see if it was um, they're exempt because a lot of big companies are they don't just. Well, this is in the weeds a little bit, but let me just say this out loud for two seconds. So let's say I was a big company. I could have Blue Cross or somebody still carry my insurance plan, mm -hmm. but they'd really be an administrator. Right. And I'd retain the, all the risk and all that. Right. And that's when you're self-insured. The other way to do it is to have Blue Cross do your plan for you, and they're the administrator, but they are the insurer, and they take out stop loss. And right. so there's somebody behind them. And those two things are so different. And one is regulated and one is not. And big companies know the difference. And you, it's very hard for you to tell if it's your insurance, which whether the insurance company holds the certificate, which means it's regulated, or if your company holds the certificate, which means it's it's not a regulated product at all. So yeah, and I bet that's what's going on at GM. I bet they have, um, they let somebody administer it, but... Yeah, that they carry all the risk, and therefore they're not an insurance company, and therefore they're not regulated, and therefore they can get out from under COBRA. But, you know, we put all these loopholes in things. We make it so complicated that it's very hard to change how things are done or to, to make them. And that's why I like small government. Now you can throw the javelin at me. <laughs> but that kind of, you know, it's so overlaid with regulation on loophole that was negotiated on regulation on loophole. I mean, I'm blaming both the corporations and government and politicians for that. See, I'm for sensible government. I wouldn't say I'm for small government, obviously. I'm a pinko commie lefty. Let's be perfectly <laughs> honest. I want to regulate a lot of things. Um, I, you know, I... <laughs> I would like to regulate capitalism out of existence. Um, but I think that there is an argument to be made uh, and that small L uh, libertarian libertarians oh, I thought you were can make one. and other people um, and even, you know, big L, big D, big R people that we can all come together on is this idea that there should be Simple less official. of this you know, loopholes and legalese and, you know, somebody wrote it and, you know, put in a clause at the very last minute that this covers everybody except my cousin Stan, <laughs> you know. Um, and I've read those contracts. Uh, They're frightening because you read them and you go, oh, my God, this, this, yeah. this is so one-sided. Yeah. And it's and you have to sign it to do business with the people. Yeah, like they've got to change some of that arbitration and yeah. I mean, stump. arbitration is just absolutely 
forced arbitration is forced arbitration is just a complete and utter should be giveaway to corporations what is it our right to due process yeah that should be it should Absolutely. be an illegal clause in a contract yep but in my opinion yeah of course i'm not Absolutely. a lawyer so oh my god we agree <laughs> we agree on many things, Sue. You always, Maybe we're you two always, ends of the spectrum here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you always sort of play that up, but we agree on a lot of things. Yeah, I just scary. don't agree that, I, I just don't agree with you about Chris Christie. Otherwise, <laughs> in a lot of things, we are completely he, okay. So you brought him up. Of course. He, he has a new institute. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> Seton Hall, which is a college in New Jersey. Down, sure. Down that uh, way. One, is, one would assume in Jersey. Yeah. Who um, else would want him? Has created an institute of, you're going to laugh, but I love it, um, civil civil discourse. And he's the... <laughs> oh, <Okay>. goodness. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. That, I knew that was going to happen. The jokes write themselves. <laughs> there sue <laughs> so he's he's um they're actually i forget who they're going to have on all the different democrats are going to have on sort of a panel debate sometime in october i wish i could get a ticket to it and of course yeah. it's far away and yeah you know anyway but so that's what he's doing with his um since he's no longer governor of new jersey and all that so and i saw christine todd whitney another um ex-governor of uh, New Jersey, and she was talking about um, climate change and how real it was and how there are a lot of people in the party that have been very careful to be silent, but that they're starting to come forward, especially with all the young yeah. people in the movement that's really developing. So, Yeah, I mean, I I have at times really respected her. There have been things that she's done that, you know, obviously oh, as oh, a as a ground zero large R Republican that I do not agree with. Well she ran but, the EPA when they let those workers work yeah. on those sites without yeah. protection. And they said it wasn't um above Yeah. You know, they tested it all the time, but Yeah. You know, it's a, not a little unlike vaping. Like how did they let them I think it's they're thinking well, I don't know what the final term is on um, vaping and what's causing the problem, but um, they're thinking it's the compound that caused um, popcorn lung. Do you remember oh, yeah, the, absolutely. the people in the popcorn factories yep. were getting uh, lung disease? Yep. They think it's a diketone, which is the same di diacetyl. And they um, think there's at least one theory that's going on with that. So, Yeah. Um, well, I do know that the uh, FDA has just sort of uh, re- assessed and actually downgraded the number of cases that they think are actually uh, associated with it. Oh, so, yeah, it was really interesting. Well, you know, there is a, um, a clinical practice when you're trying to establish the cause of an epidemic, you throw out fuzzy cases yep. so that you can get to the right answer first. So I hope it's that in right. the interest of efficiency and not because they're trying to um, cover up what's transpiring, but it could be either. Well, it looks like it's time for us to take a break. A break? Yes. You're listening and, uh, to uh, <laughs> Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. Out of 103.3 FM. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're on the radio. We stream live, and we're in Northampton. So, And I think we're going to play a couple of PSAs, and then we'll maybe Michael will join us. Yeah, we're going to come back with uh, possibly some more people. Oh, excellent. So do stay tuned for that.
Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. The Lily Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lily Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can, too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. This is Professor Howard Zinn. The independent, non-commercial radio station you're listening to is really important in the maintenance of democracy. Thomas Jefferson once said, an informed democracy will behave in a reasonable manner. So if you care about being informed, if you care about democracy, if you're a reasonable person, you are, of course. Please support your source for uncensored news and views and the voice of your community. Are you interested in connecting with the international community in the Pioneer Valley? Then volunteer to help your immigrant neighbors improve their English and integrate better into their surroundings. Become a volunteer tutor. Take a free 15-hour training taught by the International Language Institute in downtown Northampton. For more details on an application, go to ili.edu or contact Amy at ili.edu. Students come from Africa, Asia, Europe, Latin America, and the Middle East. So volunteer to tutor and expand your world. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJ LP, bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yusef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. And we're back. Uh, with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Sue Timberlake. And <laughs> Lies. Wait. I'm Michael Dow. Yes. 
May I say, you're looking awfully handsome tonight, Michael. It's unusual. <laughs> Usually you look like a, like a bucket of sand. I'm getting short for my weight. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, you're getting old, kid. Oh, soon, yeah. you'll see the, soon you'll see the other side of 50, and it's all going to go downhill. <laughs> uh, so, hi, guys. Thanks for, for covering for me. Uh, you, I've actually been listening to the show uh, streaming on the, on the interwebs. Thank you, smartphones. Um, so uh, I I just I like what you were saying. I thought you guys were doing a good job of talking about stuff, even though I know Stacy doesn't actually know anything about anything. So <laughs> continuing to hide. <laughs> did you it well. hear her math before? You did, didn't hear the show before this show. No, oh, it was all I, about I, math. I didn't. I was I was actually trying to catch up on uh, some other ah, news. So sorry, Stacy. I'll. You can tell me about it over supper. Anyway, uh, I, I really like what you're saying, and I just wanted to, since uh, you guys had talked, started talking about the whistleblower issue, um, what I thought was uh, noteworthy is this is the second instance that I'm, I can think of immediately, uh, there may be more, where uh, uh, a senior official, in a uh, cabinet-level official, really, in the executive branch is flat-out uh, uh, breaking the law just there's no wiggle room here yeah um because in, in what way well so uh the uh whistle the intelligence community whistleblower protection act uh specifies there are a few different provisions or whatever but if one is not trying to go to the press if one has information uh uh that one is trying to pass on to congress the procedure is Complain to the inspector general. Make it clear that you are invoking this act. The inspector general examines the uh, the complaint. With... That's it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, exactly. They vet it for. They have fourteen days to do so, and once they have done so, uh, if they think this is indeed this is a matter of serious concern, which must be passed on to the appropriate uh, legislative oversight committees. Uh, they then pass the inspector general makes that decision on, under the statute that's the law so once the inspector general has said this has to go to congress the director of intelligence the head of the agencies always oh, just turned over yeah. has to has 7 days to pass it on to congress with any appropriate remarks they want to include it's like well you're going to understand the larger con context i mean it sounds outrageous that i paid a hundred million dollars to have my my uh office decorated with vermeer vermeers and picassos and uh da vinci's but it's really necessary for the security of the united states you know and they're all reproductions anyway, right exactly yeah. now, you know that kind of thing um but they have seven days and that's it. And then, and is and, this a shmay? And, it, and the, the term, the terms of the law are the the director of intelligence shall shall pass them along. So that sounds like a command. Well, it, it is in 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 the in the terms of the in the jargon of the United States legal system. Whenever a, an agency is, is says they shall do X, they have to do that. And you know, there may be like you shall do X within certain amount of time or. You know, whatever. You will does it ever use will? Do you think it uses will? No, it means the same thing. But no, no. But, but, well, shall is yeah. Sh shall. Yeah, shall is an imperative. It yeah. it, it is an uh, irrefutable imperative. Um, so this is one that just happened. This, this is one that just happened, and let's not forget that there's a, a court case out there uh, because the uh, House, I think, Oversight Committee, 
One of the House committees. It might have been the, is it the, the finance Neil, committee. Is it Neil Administration Finance? It's it, our guy, it, right? It might be. I think it might be that yeah. one. But anyway, they filed... Springfield's uh, guy. <laughs> they, they, they specifically requested a copy of the president's tax returns from the Internal Revenue Service. And th- that statute also says when the, this congressional committee asks for it, it shall be handed over. Oh, and this is the one where they said it was unwarranted. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, yeah, and Steve Mnuchin's not... like, but yeah, no, we don't have to do that. It's like, no, <laughs> it says you shall. Didn't you it's, swear it's, an oath to office? It, well, and it specifies <laughs> yeah. who gets to do it. And, you know, it's like there's basically like Congress has to just sort of have a pretext you know, to satisfy the requirements of the law. Yeah. And the pretexts if are available deemed, on its face. They said, yeah, it's, it's like if they think it's necessary, and they said, we think it's necessary to, to oversee the president's finances, make then sure that's he's... the criteria. They're right. the elected officials. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, they can, you know, even if you think it's completely transparent and, and uh, partisan excuse, nevertheless, still that's all law. they have to do, yeah, you know? And law. once they have that, then it's a simple matter. Uh, of of they say you we want this and the the treasury secretary Stephen Mnuchin shall produce it and he hasn't and so they're currently stuck in court trying to fight this out and who knows that may get stuck uh, in some legislate in some uh, court uh, sorry bleh, judicial backwater depending on uh, who the the circuit judge is that's that's hearing the case. Right. So I think the I Trump administration s- has 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 filed a a, a notice uh, to dismiss, and I don't think there's any kind of time constraint, so the judge can sit on that for a while. Is my understanding? Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, what's the remedy? Can they? Congress still has the ability to arrest, right? Congress, well, the the remedy allegedly. Well, Congress is <laughs> used to have used to have still does still, still does. does. Congress has sovereign power, so Congress uh, could. Uh, you know they 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 filed a I think they're filing a subpoena, and you know the, contempt they, didn't somebody get held in contempt I think well they they could do that um, you know they could they no could. I think that that was the Corey Lewandowski, Lewandowski who yeah. where they're that. thinking about maybe in uh, holding him in contempt and of course everyone else is like d- d- why haven't you already done that yeah it's pr- it's pretty clear that Mr Lewandowski in his in testimony before the House earlier this week. Uh, you know, flat out said, like, I've been told not to answer those questions, so I'm not going to. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he's never been an employee of the federal government. There's no way, shape, or form in which he has any Executive kind of claim. Or... R- right. So, to, to like, as an, you know, as an advisor to the president, I'm the, the president's invoking executive privilege. Like, no, there's, there's none of that. He, Can he you has spell co-conspirator? <laughs> pretty much. But, but, you know, it would have been not wrong for the House to vote right there. It's like, if you do take not take him into custody, right? Yeah, exactly. We can have you taken into custody by the sergeant at arms right now. I think the sergeant at arms is really old. The last time I saw him on TV, <laughs> I think he'd have trouble getting Lewandowski because didn't Lewandowski punch somebody or or yes, rough somebody up yes. or something? Yeah, like, yes, yeah. He's kind of a tough guy. Well, he quote thinks unquote, he is, anyways. Yeah. yeah. He may be tougher than I am, but that's not saying Well, much. tougher than a civil <laughs> servant that's 70 in a uniform in Congress. You know, I think I could take him. <laughs> oh, Lewandowski? Yeah. Oh, I bet you could, actually. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to behave better when we're alone in the studio next time. <laughs> so. That's a good idea. Yeah, especially with Stacey. So if we want to talk about the legal weeds, though, there's yeah, also yeah, yeah. the case out of New York 
where New York is trying to subpoena his tax records. Uh, I think there's a couple of cases yeah. in New York yeah. about yeah. this. Yeah, but one, there in, there's a couple of jurisdictions. Is, and one's been turned down, but it's on appeal. Is right. this the, but New York is you, the... You mean the one where New York is suing his accountants? It's it's Mazars or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think so. Yeah. And so... Uh, and I think that's pursuant to New York state law, right? Exactly. Yes. Which uh, rolling back... a pretty good move, right? Yeah, rolling back to... Uh, talking about Ken and uh, Popat, oh, Popat. Um, <laughs> Ken White. Yeah. Uh, and he was, he was bemoaning the fact that because of these sorts of things, he's probably going to have to, uh, he was probably going to have to explain the younger um, abstention. And so I just wanted to bring that up for people who are interested in obscure legalese. Younger ab- abstention. As in young people? As, as in, no, as in Younger v. Harris. J-U-N-G-E-R? Younger? Yes. Ah. No, I'm sorry. No? No, Younger as in... Younger. As in younger. Carl Gust- oh, is Younger is in like Y-O-U-N-G-R? Yes. Okay. Uh, younger v. Harris uh, from 1971. Uh-huh. And basically what it states is that it bars federal courts from hearing civil right tort claims brought by a person who is currently being prosecuted for a matter arising from that claim in state court. So basically what it means is that if you are trying to ask a federal court to rule your, uh, your, the search of your car, for instance, as illegal, that it was a, a, you know, a violation of your rights, while you're actually being prosecuted for the drugs they found in your car during that search, you actually have to wait for the federal court to rule on that until after the uh, state, state court? court has actually finished its so in other words prosecution. So in other words, it's like, hey, guess what? You were found innocent. Like, they acquitted you on the charge of drug possession. So why do you still want to have a civil rights case in in federal court? Uh, Okay, yeah. I I think that's the intention, yes. I'm surprised, though, because... That makes sense. I mean, you know, it's like, why do we want to keep arguing about this when, you know, you have no harm? Like, yeah, it was a a pain in your butt, but it's done. But it costs you money. I would think it would go the other way. I'm surprised by that. Well, but then you could file a civil suit saying, like, well, you know, wrongful prosecution. The point is, like... You weren't. You didn't actually go to jail. You weren't. Don't actually have a criminal record. Like but we if arrested they didn't you for Mirandize you. They throw it out before you. You get there. Well, it says that the doctrine even applies when the state does not bring in an action until after the person has filed a lawsuit in federal court, provided that the federal court has not yet undergone proceedings of substantial uh, proceedings of substance on the merits of the federal oh, suit. Very interesting. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty. Uh, so the Fed, all the federal stuff and the yeah. appeals and the that whole process has to wait until they finish. Right. In well, there's three exceptions. And, well, and just yeah. if if for some reason you know you were arrested, you know, for all the you know I don't know whatever you've got in your car, your shenanigans, right, which you have in the car, <laughs> which are illegal, I'm right, sure. right, your 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 illegally imported dog treats um, <laughs> or whatever, um, uh, and they don't Mirandize you. Uh, you know, the, and the court of Massachusetts, you know, would very likely go, uh, yeah, but your federal rights still apply. The Miranda warnings have to still be given. And if, oh, they didn't do that, well, then done. And Bye-bye. that happens in the state. Right, because okay. the, yeah. the state is the state's going to be right. like, we're not going to waste your time. Because even yeah. if we go all the way through and we go, yes, we absolutely upheld it, 
you know, you then just appeal to a federal court and say, Overturn. no Miranda rights. And the feds go, yep. And then yeah. the state of Massachusetts has wasted all this time and money. <laughs> right. So the, the, the there's some exceptions? interesting exceptions. Uh, the third exception in my little list that I'm looking here at, I'm actually looking at Wikipedia, but this is a pretty good explanation of it. Uh, and so the third one is when the law being enforced is utterly and irredeemably unconstitutional. So basically, uh, you know, if the state passes a law that says you can't, uh, you know, be Catholic on Wednesdays, like, obviously, that's ridiculous. In other words, like, if there were, say, uh, the Holyoke City Council passed a law saying, like, you know, you can't have uh, political signs on your lawn. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a really good example. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that really happened. It, it did. <laughs> And, um, and and the federal court basically just said, oh, yeah, no, this is done. Yeah. Most highly <laughs> it didn't take very long speech. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but the other two exceptions, which are where it gets into the weeds, especially in this kind of well, a case. Let's go into the weeds. Is, well, well, I imagine they're probably something like, yeah, but, you know, you can't do it if it, there's an obvious ulterior motive or something. Or bad exactly. Or something. So the prosecution is either in bad faith yeah. or the prosecution is a pattern of harassment against an individual. <gasps> And That's boy, will use. he go for that one. <laughs> yeah, Trump will use that in a second, in a heartbeat. So, Oof. yep. Very interesting. But also, uh, if you're interested, there is an amazing uh, Twitter account called Crime a Day. Uh, and it's uh, going through the federal. It's not for perpetrators. No, no, no. It's just going through the federal uh, criminal statutes. And there, because somebody, you know, basically said one day, like, how many are there? And uh, I think that... Is this a queue of infinity? Yeah, pretty much. Um, is it writing them faster than they can? Yes. Uh, I think he said something like, if you did it once a day, it would take you into like 2108 or something <laughs> to get through them all. Uh, so, yeah, but um, it's actually really fascinating. And sometimes they're topical, sometimes they're not. But Sometimes it's current cases that are... That brought, that that brought it up. Yeah. Um, also doing uh, some good work is, uh, you know, it's really funny because this is where we, again, this is where we have come in our current situation is that we have to turn to things like uh, private companies, Twitter feeds in order to make us feel like somebody is still out there who makes sense. So for instance, Merriam-Webster's feed is often very pointed uh, politically as to what their word of the day is. Oh, okay. um, and so, you know, again, this is where we've come. But... Emoluments. <laughs> yes. Uh, the yeah. other one, the one yesterday was, um, oh, goodness, what was it? Talk amongst yourself until I find it. Do you think it. it's possible they pick the word of the day by how many people are looking it up? I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, yeah, so that actually is driven in the reverse, but... Well, yeah. the thing is, they but don't they have to pay it. attention to that. Yeah. You know, they can do whatever they like. There's no there's no law governing Merriam-Webster's Twitter ah. feed. But the other thing is, I would just point out, in the terms of uh, the question about getting at the president's tax returns, there is another court case involving... Oh, the California one? No, this is also involving the state of New York, and I'm not sure where this is going to go, because the state of New York uh, passed a law saying that if you want to be a presidential candidate... That's California. California. No, New York has done that, too. Yeah, because uh, it just got thrown out, the California. Yeah, well, no, it's been temporarily stayed. Yeah. 
But the, but New York has passed their own law saying like you know we can require you to release your tax returns if you want to be on the ballot in the state of New York, yeah. and that's also in court right now. Yeah. So I mean, there's two cases just yeah. involving New York. California is like talking about uh, you know Same something thing. else. You yeah, have to yeah. reveal your tax returns for nine years yeah. Yeah. to be on the ballot. So the word was misprision, and yep. misprision is uh, neglect or wrongful performance of official duty, or concealment of treason or felony by one who is not a participant in the treason or felony or seditious conduct against the government or the courts. Ooh, spell that. M-I-S. M-I-S-P-R-I-S-I-O-N. Oh, I would have said prison. Like mis- misprision. Prison. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mis- instead of I missed prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> prison. Very, very interesting. That's well, good that's, that's true. I did miss prison. <laughs> I want to thank Jerry for pardoning me. <laughs> yeah, you betcha, Richard Nixon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm having uh, I'm having deja vu all over again. I really, this yeah. is it. It it's worse though. It's worse, but it's not there yet. And the reason I say that is I remember no. how the drip, drip, drip went, and then all of a sudden the public started to believe that there was a problem. No, no, I just mean it's worse because at least Richard Nixon, for all of his terribleness. Created the EPA. Oh, okay. Open China to trade. Open China to trade. I mean, Nixon is like so far left. Oh, I, I didn't of people what you these were days, saying. it's insane. He well, did believe that if he did it, it wasn't a crime. Okay, I mean, I'm not saying similar. In, exactly. I'm not saying in all ways. Well, but I'm just saying in, in terms of uh, 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 pre- fighting presidential corruption, uh, it is worse now because. Uh, Trump and his his stooges, like Attorney General William Barr, have paid attention to Watergate and learned lessons, and so they are right. You know, they're they're fought, they're tap dancing a little differently. Well, and better, and they're they're among other things following the G. Gordon Liddy model of you know don't change your story, right? You know, and don't give any evidence. Well, well, I, well it, or don't care if you do, because I mean, after all, there's no reason to send Rudy Giuliani out there to to say crazy things like well of course we never asked them to look into joe biden but that's why i told them to look into joe biden you know (laughs) yeah i mean that's uh yeah that's that's really astonishing i i'm you know i am not a conspiracy theorist in any way shape or form uh you know I mean, that's funny. I am. Who sure. told you to say that? Occasionally, <laughs> I'll believe in a conspiracy. I'm sure there Especially are definitely. It's a good one. <laughs> you know, I mean, and also there are conspiracies. It does happen, but you know, I gotta say that the really Rudy Giuliani thing just seems like someone, someone is actually, you know, orchestrating do, this, doing a Karl Rove like evil genius move of putting him out as this like yeah. absolute distraction. So we just end up talking about how. Rudy Giuliani's gone off his rocker, and well, that Lewandowski becomes the story. Well, a very similar thing. I mean, it was a show. It was basically a show. Yeah. That's what people talked about. Yeah, I don't know when um, the Democratic Party is going to get some gonads. But. Uh, well, I do know that one of the— <laughs> And my party gets some gonads. I mean, they were all standing on the sideline watching this— Train crash. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's where it comes in. I think yeah. that more than anything, it is the GOP where basically canceling primaries. Well, they're also just they're just turning tail and running as I heard cowards. That Mitch McConnell's they're... starting to be concerned and is going to start passing some laws. We'll see. 
sorry. Oh, wait, sorry. you meant so that yeah, seriously. Yeah, you both, you both could, yeah. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Uh, so what do you think, by the way, of the uh, the uh, uh, apparently uh, Elaine Chow's being investigated for blatant corruption? Yeah, that's pretty blatant. It was her father, right, that was being invited and taken. It was right, sort of she what wanted Trump him to ju- sit in on, um, on, on uh, meetings with uh, the Chinese government. Yeah. Yeah. Like official, <laughs> like, you know. Of course. Meeting. Yeah. I'm really surprised, and maybe that's why Mitch is starting to panic, because he's got... You know, he's got a lot of yeah. things, chestnuts in the fire, as they say. Yeah, he's got a lot to lose. Yeah. He, uh, uh, and e- even if he's, you know, a completely amoral, cynical toad who doesn't care a damn about his wife, you know, still. Oh, that's not true at all. Right. So. No, but I mean, even <laughs> if he is, it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's that that could bring you down and put you in jail, uh, you know, in your final years. So, you know, that's the kind of thing he uh, you know, one would be concerned about. <laughs> yeah. So we we, time. Oh we are God. almost out of time on the show here. Climate? Did you want to talk about cl- the climate? Well, marches? Did, or did you guys? You guys? You OGM. were talking about. Well, did you were talking about healthcare? Did you want to talk? Finish up talking about that? Or were there points you wanted to make about that still? Or I think we got through that they pulled all the healthcare for the union strikers and how right. they could. Have, but we couldn't really figure out how they did that exactly. But we'll find. I out didn't. For I next didn't know week. they'd done that. But I, yeah. if they've yeah, actually done either. it, then the GM is self-funding. And actually, the, the, that's insured, self-insured. self-insured. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So that's that's how they did it. Because yeah. yeah, there was a young woman. I saw so, a young woman uh, a young girl actually was on the picket line with you know mom or dad and she had a sign that said gm uh took away my ability to uh go to physical therapy yeah yeah so so that should not be a loophole in the federal law but it is i think if it exists one of the things i think is very interesting about that and i didn't i didn't know that is uh if you look at why you know, like on the left, especially, it's like, well, you know, talking about Medicare for all is a, a loser issue. People don't like it. Americans don't like being pushed around, told what to do. And, you know, core base of the Democratic Party are unions and unions have these great health care plans and they don't want to lose those for some crappy, you know, government version. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, who's got a better uh, negotiated Hello, health plan <laughs> than, than, than the UAW? Yeah. Oh, look, <laughs> it just went away like that. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. because because you're striking, you know, a very and they had a know. loophole and they're self uh, self insured then right exactly they hold the certificate so it's not real insurance. Yep. Well, and and, and as I've mentioned before, uh, you know, it's not regulated insurance. Right. Ch- ch- as the child of an investment, no, it's not real insurance. And the reason I say that is because I tried to get the state to sponsor a bill that would put a seal of approval. So when you got your insurance at work, you could see that it was an actual insurance plan. Oh. It's actually not insurance. That's the trick. So, huh? Yeah. It, in other words, it's just this is GM's big pile of cash, and, and we've we done can... actuarials, and we know how much. Right. Sort of like a pension, only it's for health. Right, but instead yeah. of just being administered by a health by a health insurance company, it's actually. You they, know, there's compliant. no insurance behind it anywhere. Right. Yeah, there's no it's insurance. Just, we can take our, we can take our big pile of money and and take it home. Right. And if you have enough lives, you can you can actually handle the actuarial yeah, yeah. risk, sort of like an insurance company does. Yeah, well, but, this, yeah. the same way that you know, like Walmart has its own distribution chain. They don't need yeah. to use the distribution chains that uh, that their yeah. providers otherwise you know, their own would truckers. To, yeah, they have their own truckers. And when there. I made that push, while it was considered very interesting, it failed. Yeah. <laughs> right. But Mike, you wanted to make a final point, I think. Well, just my my final point is I've mentioned, uh, you know, more than once, you know, as the son of an investment banker, I've come from a more affluent background than most people. And I've certainly heard a lot about finance and investment and, you know, had my dad's sort of Yankee banker approach. 
uh, or Yankee peddler, he used to call himself, <laughs> yeah. um, approach. And just, you know, the one thing that Dad just always hated was when people decided to do thing in a way, to go about some project or whatever in a way that was like pointlessly uh, increasing expenses. It's like, how does that, well, how is spending money that way better than just doing it this way? Depends who gets the money. Well, yes. <laughs> Dad was one of those old school Republicans who believed in uh, civic fiscal responsibility. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a small fi- R, you know, old fiduciary school. responsibility no, that and, and investment dad, bankers well, used and, to have. And my dad was an actual fiduciary. Oh, that's so that's a it, different just, creature. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but ju- so just in a nutshell, like, like I, I, he's informed my values even as a lefty. And I just fundamentally, it's like, hey, you know what? Single payer, whether we use Medicare specifically or whatever, is the more efficient way to spend the money. Like, like, you know, aside from all the other things, how about we spend our money better? And I mean, I realize that some sounds... people enjoy the shell game and they make money from it. So well, it's yeah. right. I mean, I, 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 I'd like for a moment, I'm a, I'm a right wing Republican because I'm like, well, why don't we spend our, our public money more efficiently? I think that'd be a good idea. I think I did my job. Stacey agreed with me earlier on two points. And now you've said that you're never mind. Well, <laughs> I, I agree with your point about the pro-business reasons to be for single pair, but yeah. yeah. Uh-oh, the music, it's coming. <laughs> All right, so uh, actually, yeah, we're we're. Are we over? I guess we're over. I and I never good. did the the websites or anything like that because I don't oh. have them in my book. So if you want to, I don't. Know I'll, I'll give them a quick shout out as we fade off. Uh, we do love to hear from you. You can hit us at uh, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org for email at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio is our community there. And we have our own website where you can listen to this and other episodes of the show uh, at CivilPoliticsRadio.com. We've got lots more music coming up uh, going into the night here coming up. And uh, we have a podcast of this show should be up on the various services uh, within the next few days. Uh, and we might still have an Encore presentation Mondays at 4. So, woohoo! Uh, just a quick note, a dear friend's son died of... Oh. Uh, um, they think it was probably fentanyl overdose down in Philly. And he was a lovely young man, Lewis Stewart. And I just want to shout out to the whole family. I'm so sorry. It was a total surprise. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Our, our condolences Absolutely. to... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Okay. Mm. Well, um, yeah. So, uh, on that sad note, thank you for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio tonight. And uh, we'll be back next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.